E3 is over, but that does not mean that we can't yell at you about it for approximately one hour, which is a lot we shorter can't. than we did it last time. We have with us, we are, One Pixel Jump, coming to start an annual tradition. I would say that, the people I would say that, that it is an annual tradition, but this is only the second time we've done it, so I don't think that counts. Uh, we will turn it into an annual tra- tradition, but we are One Pixel Jump, the people that make the jumps. You cannot. <laughs> yes, impossible ROM hacks are not beyond us, or at least Proton John, who we are not. But anyway, we are joined with, uh, as is standard, at least for that one time, we have a guest host with us today, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi folks, I'm Basil, I'm from the Awesome Cast, the podcast, in theory, for everything awesome. We met Basil up at, well I say up at, but here at, MTech, when he and another one of his hosted the panel we were lauding about when we did the MTech podcast. Yep. That was uh, a fun time. It certainly was. But we're not here to talk about anime, even though the only thing we really ever talk about is anime, despite our video game-related name. Well, anime has jumping in it. I suppose. And sometimes pixel- pixels. I suppose that that is true. Uh, I know. Actually, considering we're going really, we- really out of our usual place in podcasting because we're not talking about we're talking about video games and we're not talking about robots i don't think um i didn't see any robots oh is is that new console a robot <laughs> the uh the connect super robot game i'd be <laughs> i'd be significantly more interested in the connect if they were releasing a port of it a port of metal wolf chaos that you play with the connect I would be significantly more interested in the Connect if it had Snatcher 2 on it. <laughs> I love Meg- Mega 64. That's that's just yeah. great stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, E3 happened. Unlike last, unlike the first time when I took when I did write-ups of all of the things that happened in it, I decided to calm down a bit, watch a conference, write something up about it. And if you read that, you might be able to tell that. Nintendo pretty much announced all of the interesting stuff for me this year, and Nintendo, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony didn't really do a whole lot for me this time. I would completely agree, except I would completely agree. <laughs> well, it's 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 good to know you're on my side. This is the reason that I like to have guest hosts during the E3 podcast because. Unlike with robot shows, where our entire podcast could boil down to "Yeah, yeah," we I'd like to actually have a discussion and maybe have someone who might think a bit differently. So maybe we could have an E3 conversation that went with "You remember that thing? Yeah, yeah, no." Yeah, well, no, the Nintendo conference sucked. <laughs> I actually, I told, how dare you? That was uncalled for. I, I, I actually. The Nintendo, Confer- Nintendo conference, I'm actually, I was, I was originally conflicted with, but then decided I was okay with. I think the Wii U is a really hard sell. I um, I, I admit that I came out of the Nintendo conference a lot better than I went into it with because the Nintendo conference, at least for the first fifteen or so minutes, could be entirely described with, "Yes, I remember Zelda." And I think that once they got past that and announced the Wii U, I think, well, once I got past that and the 3DS, I think that that's when they went 
a little bit stronger. I admit that the Wii... So you liked the last 15 minutes of it. Yeah, more or less. I, I admit that the Wii U is a little bit strange of a console idea in and of itself, but I think that a lot of credence was added to it when they had that snippet of developers saying, hey, this is a cool idea, and showing games that may come to the Wii U. It's a bit undercut by the fact that Reggie fils kept saying, everything you see here is a tech demo. There are no actual games for the Wii U yet. Just remember that. Uh, We're not ready to give you this yet. But we want to tell you things that you might get. Yes. If you don't get it, well, we don't care. Well, that was the weird thing. Um, Well, I want to say weird. I understand people's reservations about new technology because I'm very reserved about new technology. But you told me that Nintendo's stock prices dipped quite a bit when the Wii U was announced. Yeah, within two days, it dropped 10%. I really do think it's because the Wii U is... is, It's different, but it's not an easy different. Um, With the original Wii... All you had to tell people was, look, you wave this wand around, and shit happens. Holy crap, I just used this little TV remote, and shit moved on the screen when I moved shit. Oh shit, this is the shit. That was the Wii. Now the Wii U is like, okay, so you got your TV and this controller, and it kind of looks like an iPad, but it's not really an iPad, and you use it, and you use both these screens, and people are like, wait, what? What's going on here? Yeah, I have to say that that is uh, a very big difference in technology because movements that move stuff on the screen, that's not that hard to wrap your head around. We've got these two screens that interact with each other. Imagine if you could take the DS apart and put the two screens on top of each other. That's what we're going for here. And if it was, ex- and one of them is a touch screen that you use your fingers with. <laughs> no, the Wii U comes with a stylus. Which it did. apparently so. Oh yeah, Remember I forgot. They, they that did that one... tech demo where somebody drew um, Link. Yeah, I liked that the pre version of that. I was like, oh crap, we were going to do an actual tech demo that some anime fan came and knocked over our artist guy and then started drawing something. <laughs> no. Um, that's the big reservation I have about the Wii U is that anime fans are going to keep drawing Link on it. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Uh, the Wii U is not actually a new gaming system. It is the new deviant art. Um, what I'm worried about with the Wii U is the way it's going to interact with things, because if it's used for stuff like a status or a map screen or an inventory screen, that's not necessarily that bad, because you might be able to get a small glance at it, and that'll be enough. You won't have to take your eyes off the action for too long. But let's take something like, uh, this is reaching back a bit, but um, Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow had the mechanic where you had to draw magic seals after you beat bosses in order to finish them all the way off. I'm thinking that maybe developers will make games where you have to use the touchscreen at random times like that, and I could see it being a problem like, oh crap, touchscreen thing, got a fumble for the stylus, oh crap, I accidentally threw the stylus across the room, got to do it with my fingers, oh no, I've been eating Cheetos, there's dust everywhere, ah! Now my screen is all blurry. I know, I... <laughs> uh, then you start licking it, and that's just it's disgusting. Straightly tinged orange. Oh, God, Link is now really tasty. (laughs) That's disgusting. 
Uh, well, I mean, a Twilight Princess, he turned into a wolf, now he turns into Chester Cheetah. <laughs> That's what uh, Nintendo is trying to do to us. They were worried about their stock prices dipping, so now they're going to ha- che- uh, have advertising in the games. Cheetos will like be one of Link's key items. They'll replace red potions. What will green potions be? Uh... Well, red potions will be the Cheetos that aren't really puffy, and green potions will be the Cheetos that are really puffy. Yeah. No, no, no. Green potions have to be the white Cheetos. Wait, what? White Cheetos? I admit that I'm not much up on my Cheetoology, but I didn't realize that was even a thing. This sounds like the Satan's work. (laughs) I don't think Cheetos are supposed to be white. I think they're supposed to be orange. I think... I think well, white Cheetos is what happens when you accidentally uh, leave a bag of Cheetos in your pants when you uh, in your white pants when you send them through the dryer. They get bleached. Listen, I don't know a lot about your pants, but I don't think I could fit an entire bag of Cheetos in mine. At least not on accident. Well, I mean, you're like wearing white cargo pants, and you stuff it in there, and you completely forget about it. You keep hearing this weird crunching noise uh, coming from the washing machine, but you don't know what it is. Listen, I don't know a lot about it, a lot about your eating habits, but if I have Cheetos, the only place they go is my mouth. They don't go in your pants. No, stop no. saying that. Uh, I'm pretty sure they they go in one's mouth. Now, I, I could be wrong. I mean, obviously, you're the Cheetos expert. But apparently, this is a new hobby of yours that I'm not aware of yet. But and I like to point out we are talking uh, about E3 I am a and Cheetos not... expert and a shot glass collector. <laughs> let, let let's move on from snack foods. I can eat those later. I don't need to be talking about them. The thing that makes me the the Wii U looks like it'll. I I certainly have to agree that it looks like somebody built a Wii Mote around an iPad. Um, the technical flaw, the technical problems I could see arising with it, because I can't help but look at new technology like that, they're somewhat mitigated because, one, I did have a DS, and I remember that a fair amount of games that came out for that really just used the other screen for ancillary things. There were a lot of games that used the dual screen nature for what it was intended, but there were also the things that were like, yeah, we have this other screen, let's just put some, I don't know, decoration on it and let the game go on the way it will. So I think that if there are enough games like that, the system will succeed. And if they're able to iron out some of the flaws like you know, having to take your eyes off the action in order to use the other screen in the first place, uh, then I think the system will be a success. And I think that it helps that they show that a lot of developers are going to be interested in it. The one that comes to mind the most is Ken Levine from Irrational Games. Because um, I think it was at the Microsoft Con the Microsoft conference, or maybe the Sony conference, I don't remember which one he appeared at, when he was talking about Bioshock Infinite and that interview he did where he was like, motion controls are for big babies and everybody hates them and I don't, and I hate them, so, and then Sony came to me and said, we want you to like motion controls, and then he was like, okay, well, I like motion controls. Now. I do like money. <laughs> so, yeah, motion controls are awesome. I, I think Another problem Nintendo's going to have is that when they showed everything off, they only showed off the controller, and they asked showed off the new console, 
was an afterthought, and I that confused a lot of people who thought that this was just an add-on to the Wii. Yeah, that was what I was getting from it, because they showed the controller, and they didn't show any sort of console that goes along with it, so after they showed it off, because like uh, most people who came into the Wii U, I heard about it as Project Cafe and it being a whole new console. So when they tech, when they demoed it and showed it to us, I thought it was just going to be, this is a new controller. I didn't realize that this is the controller and largely we're building a new system around the idea of this controller. We're building... This is why you have to watch hands-on demos and watch people be idiots at games. You you God. told me what that show is and that show sounds stupid and I don't want to watch it. I get enough... What show? Hands-on de- Oh, wait. No, I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. Are you thinking... I was thinking of something else that you showed me last night. Never mind. Um, I... Yeah, I kind of would like to see how the Wii U interacts, because one of the tech demos they said was going to be on the floor, and I didn't watch any videos that showed anybody doing this, was some game where you're running around with your Miis, and you're trying to catch other Miis, and people with the regular Wii-style controllers will be just running around, and people with Wii U controllers will be able to use the screen as a map, and I could see that being very confusing to keep up with both. What I would imagine is um, either you would always have your eyes on the main screen so you could see what you're running into, or you'd always have your eyes on the map screen so you'd be able to tell where everyone is, but you'd be running forward and then be curious why your characters stop moving because you're not paying attention to the fact that they've been running into a wall for the past few minutes. I didn't know uh, people have the same brain capacity as Wesker. <laughs> uh, that wasn't just Wesker. Plenty of people ran into walls in that game. Oh, fine. Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, the people compare a lot to Pac-Man Versus, where one person, and I didn't watch the video either, so, but the way Pac-Man Versus was, one person saw the whole map, but he was the person, you know, running away or cat trying to get the ghosts, whereas the ghosts had their own little corner of the screen. So it might be one of those things where if you're the one that's supposed to be caught, you have the bail to chance to see everything around you, but you're the one that's going to be caught, so you're mostly using the actual... You're using the controller, and the other people are probably trying to chase you. I, re- I remember Pac-Man versus now that you've described the concept to me, and that that might be it. Um, Reggie fils did say that that thing was a tech demo only. Not that that's ever stopped Nintendo from releasing it as an actual game in the uh, before. I mean, and then making a sequel to it a few years later. Yes, uh, Luigi's Mansion. Um, so maybe once they've got, maybe this is just like a beta to demonstrate the technology and that it'll be more like that if they really if they release it as a main game which I wouldn't be surprised if they actually did um other than that other than those problems I could see with the Wii U it does look like Nintendo is making a move towards a more traditional system because outside the fact that there is a touchscreen with a stylus the controller and the microphone and a webcam and a couple other things. Largely, other than that, it looks like a real, a normal controller, not like the Wii did. And that could be a very good thing. 
it could be Nintendo's chance to really jump back into the more hardcore gamer arms because, I mean, Nintendo's sort of been on the uh, bad side of that for quite a while now, at least with video game blowhards that like to yell about stuff. <clears throat> Not that I'd know anything I'm about sorry. that. Uh, I don't know. They're really just trying to uh, make sure that everyone has the same... Everyone can enjoy it equally. Uh, they kept making the point... Oh, we we left these people behind. We're gonna pick them back up, but we're gonna keep the people we've found in this sunken treasured box of consumer gold. Yeah, that's what they said their mission statement was, and I'm honestly not sure if they're actually gonna be able to straddle that line. No, they are. They're going to in Japan. This is a system that's designed to be the high definition system in Japan. The very first thing they showed you to show you how the Wii U worked was someone walks into somebody else, somebody else playing the Wii U and goes, Oh, hey, I want to watch baseball. Now think about Trying that. The American audience right off the bat. <laughs> no, no, that's the Japanese audience. Yeah, Japanese people love baseball. Japanese people love the Well, sh- I love baseball too. Well, yes, but not, not as many Americans do like they used to. Now, if they showed us football or basketball, especially with the NBA playoff, you know, playoffs and stuff going on right now, that would have made sense for America. But they said baseball. That was for that, Japan. Certainly. And it's not just that. I don't want to be talking down to anybody who doesn't really have the money to pull off this sort of thing. But in a lot of American homes, there are often more than one place to either watch TV or play video games. So in a Japanese, maybe... I don't have a great cultural understanding of Japan because I watch a lot of anime and that makes me think I'm smart. Um, but as far as I know, well, a lot of American homes will have more than one place to watch TV and play video games and Japanese homes might not have that quite as much. So I could see it being less of an issue for somebody to be, somebody to walk in on you and saying, Hey, you can't use the TV. I need to use the TV. Uh, so that you would switch on the Wii U's screen, controller screen. At least that's that's certainly the case in our own home. We have the main room where all the games are set up, and then there's like four or five other TVs in the house. That we never use. Well, yeah, I don't use mine, and you don't use yours, because we're on the computer all the time. You have one? Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's sitting no. on my dresser. It's never... It's not hooked up. It's an, it's an old TV, uh, and I haven't used it in... I bought that TV when I was 15. I haven't used it in quite a while. If it seems like I'm pushing the Wii U quite a bit, it's because most of the other Nintendo stuff was, uh, other than the 15 minutes of reminding you that Zelda is awesome, uh, most of the rest of the stuff is the 3DS, which I am not very interested in as a whole. Uh, not that I have anything against the games that are coming out for it, or generally the system itself, but I'm not interested in 3D gaming as a technology in its entirety anyway, so I'm not very interested in jumping on the 3DS bandwagon. Oh, see, I'm very interested in jumping on the uh, brand new, more graphically powerful DS bandwagon, that just happens to have 3D. Fair enough. That's a pretty good point. I've heard a lot of... Um, gaming people talk about, I got the 3DS, and then I turned the 3D off, and now we're good. <laughs> That's what I would That's say. 
Probably. Um, I also don't know a whole lot about what's come out for the 3DS. Uh, Jack and Poop. Um, not quite shit, but definitely some Poop and maybe some Jack as well. There's not a lot yet, but Orcrea Time's coming out in a couple of days, so that'll change things. That that will certainly change the game's market uh, quite a bit, especially because according to Shigeru Miyamoto, they're not just... We took the cartridge, we ripped the ROM, and we're putting it up on the store for you to buy. According to what he said, uh, they're packing in Master Quest mode and a mirrored mode. I think they're supposed to be the same thing. Uh, they're tuning up the graphics and they're increasing the frame rate since the 3DS has the processing power to do that. Also, according to him, they're including help and hint videos for new people, though... I mean, maybe I just have very attuned gamer senses since I got a Super Nintendo when I was four years old, but I didn't remember Ocarina of Time being that hard around the first time, so I don't know if those help videos are really that necessary. Plus, the market for a re-release of Ocarina of Time is probably going to be people who've already played it. Oh, without a doubt. They're the only people that'll probably be interested. Well, no, no. There are people like... I don't know, I'm sure it's someone that never had an N64, never played a single Zelda game. It's like, ah, well, this was probably the most famous one. I might as well check it out. And well, You have to remember, not did. everybody grew up when we did. I know that the N64 came out when I was seven years old, but that doesn't mean that there's not a whole new generation of young gamer pups to come and listen to an old Zelda story. Huh. Yeah, fair enough. Apparently, they're also releasing Link's Awakening, which would be... Which is interesting for me, because I did like that game, and I used to have a cartridge of it that broke. Uh, I broke it. It's actually kind of neat. I I, I have this one, because I have a 3DS, and I've downloaded it. It's interesting, because it's it's Link's Awakening DX on my 3DS. Now, you can play it as a quote-unquote full screen, and it's kind of blurred with a filter over it. Like Nintendo does all the, all the simulated stuff on the 3DS, but if you press start while you're booting it up, it'll play in its original resolution. And because the screen's kind of small, they put a border around it that's a Game Boy color. <laughs> so it looks like a Super Game Boy. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, no, it looks like a Game Boy color. Like like it's purple with the goofy like Tetracolor logo on the bottom. It looks like you're playing a Game Boy within a Game Boy. That is. Play- Huh. And if you play regular Game Boy games, it just shows you a border of a regular Game Boy. Ah, that old gray brick. I remember and- take I remember taking field trips in grade school when I would bring that thing along with me and it's four double A batteries. Oh, oh yeah, and if you set it on three D, the screen insets on it, it looks like it it's a little bit deeper, so it actually looks like you're playing on an original Game Boy. Actually that does sound pretty cool. Um, like you said, the 3D, when it is working properly, is pretty cool. That, um, actually brings me to a completely different set of games. Although, uh, before I move on to that, um, apparently along with Link's Awakening and Ocarina of Time, which is coming out soon, they're giving, I don't remember how you're supposed to get it, but promotional copies of Zelda Four Swords, the one that was a bonus game inside of the... Uh, Game Boy Advance copy of Link to the Past, which I was never able to play because I didn't know anybody else with the game. 
Uh, I'm not. I, apparently, that's what they're releasing alongside all of these Zelda games and the Zelda CD that's coming out, out along with the symphony concerts across the world since it's the silver anniversary of Zelda. Um, that would be interesting for me because I would actually like to see Four Swords since I never got to play it myself. Uh, other than that, moving on from Zelda, because Nintendo needed to do it faster, so so should we. Um, out of, the, the one thing that does make me very interested in 3DS is the trailer they did for Kid Icarus Rising made that game look really good. Well, the flying still looked a little weird to me. I think that the flying will be fixed by the 3D, because my problem with it is that it looks like there's a bit of a depth problem. I feel like this might be bad video or whatever, but it sort of looks like it's hard to tell where things are in relation to you, but the ground combat looks very satisfying. And then there's the multiplayer, if I remember correctly. Three-on-three multiplayer. Oh, that's how it works? That... I'm sure that there will be other multiplayer modes, but I believe that they were advertising that up to three-on-three multiplayer. Yeah, and you can have multiple weapons. One of them shoots stuff. One of them shoots stuff. Another one shoots stuff. And then there's a bunch of other weapons. And they shoot different stuff. You forgot about that. They shoot different stuff. It, it, maybe they shoot I'm your. Sorry. Che- they might shoot your Cheetos. They might shoot your <laughs> pants full of Cheetos. <laughs> you ridiculous person. Uh, I. Oh God, I've got the. Hands and Cheetos weapon. <laughs> you just really freak the person out because you're carrying around Cheetos in your pockets. I don't want no, to associate. You hit them, then they put on. Then it forces them to put on the pants, and then they find the Cheetos, and they just sit in the corner and start eating it until you kill them. <laughs> it's a stun weapon. Yeah, that sounds extremely complicated for something that could be included in a taser rod. Uh, I I don't I didn't really have a lot of interest in Kid Icarus Rising when it was announced back last year because I didn't play Kid Icarus when I was growing up. I hadn't played it until very recently, and, you know, NES games only age so well. It didn't really strike too much of interest with me, but now that I've seen how the combat is going to look, it actually looks like it'll be a very solid game, and whenever that comes out, I might actually be interested in picking up a 3DS just to play it. So, it looks like Nintendo is making the good decision to make a software push with the 3DS. Well, there's also, you know, the new Mario game they're making, which is, you know, that weird, sometimes 3D, sometimes 2.5D, but, you know, it it looks good. It doesn't... yeah, it actually yeah. did. It looked like a somewhat competent platform. It looked like a solid Mario title. I'm not really sure how the 3D is going to play into it, because the only thing that I saw was that um, you'll have forward and backwards movement along with side-scrolling movement, and there will be cardboard cutout stand-ups of Goombas. Um, <laughs> Some of which turn into real Goombas. Yeah. The thing that made me excited is I saw the raccoon tail, and I'm hoping that means that you'll be able to get the Tanuki suit and turn into a Jesus statue, and then Koopas and can become and get in a giant sock. Well, no, they, they they said sadly that there's no there's no statue. Ah, uh, that's too bad. Uh, like, well, but you, you get to spin around though, and the, I, I am pro raccoon suit. I don't expect them to bring back the Karibo shoe. I just I want the Karibo shoe though. As much as I would love to have the Karibo shoe be in not only that game but every single Mario game ever made, we can't just, get everything. It, it, it's every game unlockable you get by beating Bowser. Yeah, I'd love to see the Karibo shoe in games where it's not thematically appropriate. You're running right, around. 
Like, man, you know, just you go for a kick, suddenly you're just, you're just flying off the screen. I'd play that. <laughs> that sounds... How about Call of Duty? You know, have that be your big weapon. That would be incredible to have you bouncing around in a big green shoe with a wind-up key in it. Person's not able to actually shoot you because the shoe itself is bulletproof. You just stomp <laughs> on them. You're hazard-proof. People, your team is sending you in to stomp on Claymore mines because you can't be harmed by them. That sounds like an. That sounds like a mod somebody needs to make. That sounds like something someone has already made for TF2. But the trick is that some it still controls like an NES game, <laughs> so you can only move left or right and jump up and down. Make sure you're on the right horizontal plane. Your Karibo shoe. Okay, now put the shoe on. Your Karibo shoe is an impressive weapon, but I have the ability to move slightly forward. You'll never catch me. No! Um, you actually put it on, it turns into 8-bit graphics. <laughs> yeah, it turns into a Call of Duty side-scroller. I'd play that. That does sound actually pretty nice. It would be like multiplayer Contra, except you're wearing a giant green shoe. This is a weird concept for a game, but I'd love to see somebody make it as an indie game. Every now and then, Newgrounds will come out with a multiplayer online flash game where you have the sort of Call of Duty stuff where you get rack-up kills and people say stuff like murder spree in a deep voice. Somebody should make a Call of Duty one with a giant green shoe. Um, um, other than Kid Icarus Rising, I'm not that... Overall, well, and the Mario one looks alright. All of the games look okay for the 3DS. Kid Icarus Rising is the one that piqued my interest because the combat looks really nice. Um, other than Nintendo, though, there are were other conferences that did go on. Uh, with Sony and Microsoft, though, uh, all I have to say about Microsoft really boils down to the phrase, buy Kinect, damn it. And uh, I was not as interested in the PlayStation Vita, uh, the PS Vita, as Sony wanted me to be. Oh, I am. Really? Uh, I'm all about the Vita. As soon as they said, because the Vita looks, uh, realize that I'm a mostly a portable gamer. Mm. Like, I own all the systems, I have a gaming PC, but usually half the time I'm playing on my DS or PSP Go. Um, and so when they told me, oh, hey, we're making a really awesome freaking new PSP, I'm like, okay, oh god, this looks amazing, but it's probably like 500 bucks, I'm not gonna spend that kind of money, maybe it was like 250, I- I- I'd do that, next thing I know, they're like, oh hey guys, it's 250, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, in that case, I don't mind charted on the go, and then they told me Mod Nation Racers, a new one will be like a launch game, shit, hell yeah, I don't know if y'all ever played Mod Nation Racers, but it's the game that should have been the next-gen Mario Kart. Like, straight up. That if um, that is certainly what it looked like it was intending to be. It does... I, I'm interested in Mod Nation Racers because um, it looks... <laughs> I'm interested not only because of the idea of making your own tracks, but also because there are people who would very easily make some crazy crap. And even if I wasn't very good at racing in general, I'd love to see nonsense stuff that people could make up, like corkscrew tracks and jumps and that sort of thing. That sounds like a lot of fun. Dude, uh, I raced on dinosaurs. 
as Mazagor Z driving the Mach 5, all right? There is absolutely nothing better than that in life when it comes to kart racing. Considering nothing. that considering that the new um the new Mario Kart looks kind of standard, that sounds like it would be a much better experience. I would love yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see maybe it would be like um a Mugen. It would be like we're going to make a bunch of characters that shouldn't be kart racing with each other and make them kart race with each other. That's that what would, they've done. Like I have Zaku's, I have Lupin, I have five different variations of Mario and Iron Man. Um <laughs> like seriously, like Dragon Quest can characters. Put, uh, can you put Mario in the Iron Man suit? Yes. That sounds awesome. That would have been a much better uh, version of the metal cap. <laughs> become Iron Man. Yeah. Fly around shooting lasers at people. No one gave a damn about copyright in this game. Like it wasn't like really, it wasn't so big that people were like, "Oh, you can't do that." No, people just did whatever the hell they wanted. Like, that sounds you- amazing, actually. That's a, I would love base, that. Because the tech demo that I saw when they did it with the Vita, it really just sort of looked like you could make crazy tracks and, you know, have a little bit of freedom with how the terrain looked. I wasn't aware that there was this whole system of making characters that should not really be kart racing with each other. Because I would love to see a spin-off of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fighting game, except it's a go-kart racer. Where you have Dio Brando. Where you stand as a card. Yeah, I want to see Dio Brando race Manish Boy. You can do that. I want to see a racing baby. That sounds awesome. Uh, okay, I have to admit, I did not know a lot about Mod Nation Racers, but you've made it a much more interesting sounding game to me now. Uh, I think that one of the problems with the Vita is that the tech demos that they showed off on stage, which I, not having gone to E3, very appreciate, they, the tech demos themselves only were, didn't really give a good picture of it. Um, at least not in my opinion. I think that the one that I have the most reservations about is Uncharted Golden Abyss, mostly because... I'm not really too sure on how the touchscreen controls are going to work with that. Based on what I saw, I mean, it, I, I know how they're going to work. I'm just not sure how well they're going to work. It looks a little awkward. What sold me on it was the fact that, that in every preview I've ever seen, they went, well, we had to use a touchscreen for the preview, but they tell us you don't have to use any touchscreen stuff if you don't want to. That does make me very satisfied. I guess I'm being a little swept up in what Sony is trying to get into my head, because the game looks like what you would want out of Uncharted. Fun, Prince of Persia-esque platforming, shooty guns, stealth elements, Nathan Drake being a complete prick. That sounds like, you know, the Uncharted experience that I would want. Um, If they make it so that the touchscreen stuff is either non-invasive or just completely unnecessary so that I don't have to do it, then it's fine with me. The only thing that I found about it that was a little bit awkward was that I didn't see how the um, the back touch 
touchpad for the Vita would work with the game, and I'm not sure how big the back touchpad for the Vita is. So I would hope that whatever that does in Uncharted, it's not too big of a deal, because I wouldn't want to accidentally, you know, make Drake jump off a building if I accidentally touch the back of the Vita while I'm holding it. From what I understand, the back touchscreen is the size of the Vita screen. It's just on mm. the back. Okay. Well, if it's not, I, I'm always sort of picking on new technology. If it's not a problem, good. Cause the more, the more I, what I saw of the Vita didn't really sell me on it, but the more I hear about it, the more interesting it does sound. And the price is definitely right because I never picked up a PSP being a, not really being a staunch Nintendo handheld user. I just never really got around to it. But you were always the Shoney guy back when we were growing up. The Sony kid? Yeah. Well... You kept getting every PlayStation, and I always got the Nintendo crap. Uh, I have a certain level of affection for the GameCube, but the PS2 was just a real... The PS2 had such great third-party support that it was a very worthwhile system. Uh, also, I was very Nintendo until back in my uh, latent video game fandom really wanted a PlayStation a PlayStation 1 so I could play Final Fantasy 9 cuz that was the hot shit growing up I was a completely and utter Nintendo fanboy like and I grew up during the whole NES then Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis war and I was very firmly on the Super Nintendo I very much drank the Kool-Aid that the Nintendo power fed me every month <laughs> You know, and I didn't, and I still have never actually spent money on a Sega console. I now own all of them, but I have never spent a dime on the actual console. Because of uh, the recommendations of a certain other podcast, I do own both Virtual On and a Dreamcast that I was able to pick up at a comic book store. But, um,. Yeah, I was definitely a Nintendo kid, although I was coming out, I was born late enough that the war between so, uh, Sega and Nintendo was sort of dying down. The first time that I ever noticed that there might be something iffy about what they're telling us was when the Virtual Boy came out. So, yeah, that's where I'm coming from on this. Uh, but then I, I bought a, a PlayStation 1, I played a certain amount of games on it, and now I'm sort of more on... For that time, I was a little bit more on Sony's side, which was due to the fact that they had so many games. If you wanted it, there was some version of it on the PlayStation, and now I've gone... Now we've gone to the next one, because we don't own a PS3, our Wii is broken, and we're playing mostly on the 360. We've come full circle. Pretty much. I can't believe that. Out of all the consoles what? we've ever owned, the only console that has ever actually broken on us was... Well, no, I had a broken PlayStation 2. But I can't believe the Wii broke before the Xbox did. That is pretty Why? impressive. We've had the Wii for like four years. We, to be fair, our Wii is old. But, I mean, really? The Xbox, notorious for heat problems, didn't go out before a Wii did. Not really notorious for any breaking, as far as I know. Uh, it's got its issues. People just don't talk about it. Fair enough. Uh, well, every console will have its issues. I work at a store where one could stop to buy games. 
I get a lot of people complaining about a lot of different kind of broken systems. While the Xbox is the most prolific, I, I will not. I will not disagree. The Wii and PS3 has its share. Well, I know that the PS3 does have its problems. I don't think that it is. It, it is certainly not as notorious as the 360. But I think it's the same problem, isn't it? That you play the PlayStation for too long, and the processor melts off the board, essentially. Or something like that. That's the rumor. Unlike the Microsoft one, no one's ever really, that I've seen, dug into the whole PS3 Enyards and really figured it out. But that's the current thought huh. process. Uh, what's funny is that most people on the Wii is actually, is again, overheating. But it's because they let the system stay in standby mode. And when the, let the system stay in standby mode, power's still coursing through it. Not a lot, but there's still some. And if you don't turn on the console occasionally to, to cool it down while using the fan, it will burn itself out if you don't play with it for like a couple of, a couple of months. Wow, that yeah, I think that was our yeah, because we definitely and then I and then I found out that I was keeping it in standby mode. Yeah, because we got the 360, and then a whole rush of games came in through that way, and the Wii, while still in front of us, sort of fell by the wayside because there weren't as many games coming out for it that I was as interested in. And then I was just like, yeah, not a lot of new games coming through. I feel like playing Mario, so I started playing Mario Galaxy, and then about three playthroughs of that, the Wii was just gone. That's uh, too bad, unfortunately. But the new Nintendo console will... Uh, according to what we understand, according to what I heard, is coming out in around what a year or so. So maybe well, that was well timed. I don't know. Maybe it's poorly timed. Who knows? It's poorly timed because it didn't happen when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. There's actually like a little self destruct system in every Nintendo console. Yeah, Nintendo just dropped off a Wii U for you. Like, uh, sorry that your Wii broke. Here's a Wii U on us. It's cool. <laughs> I wish it worked like that. If only. There'd be some sort of um, gaming the system thing. You buy a fake Xbox to smash with a hammer. It's like, hey, Microsoft, our Xbox is broken. Send us a new one. Oh, okay, here you go. And then you secretly have a storehouse of old Xboxes you use. Uh, no, 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 no. They send you, like, a new uh, future copy of the Xbox 5000. We imported it from the future. <laughs> uh, the the Xbox Figure Eight. We have two circles now. Um, uh, other than that, for Sony, I don't um, don't remember a whole lot of interest coming out for it. I um, what I think it was uh, Sony that was doing the uh, the foot. That's right. Sony did the uh, the thing where they brought out Kobe Bryant to advertise. Uh, 2K Sports basketball thing, and the whole time I was like, Sony, you're reaching a little bit far with this one. But at least they're targeting the American audience. That's very true. They did definitely go with the uh, basketball thing to go with that, because Sony knows where their money is, um, and they know that their money is safely in the hands of people who can crack the PlayStation Network. And Ugh. Microsoft also knows where their money is, because it was all about Call of Duty, Gears of War, and Connect, Connect, Connect. Yep, like I said, if there was anything to be, if you want the if you want the Microsoft experience of this year's E3, just have somebody yell, buy Connect, damn it, 
and then show and then play Gears of War two for about an hour and you'll you'll get the feeling of it. Um, I don't have too much to say about the non-connect games that Microsoft said because. Most of them are follow-ups or sequels to games that have already been released. Not that or that's Halo. necessarily a bad thing. Or, or, or Halo. That was the other thing I said. You think we can't make more money off of Halo? We'll just We're release the three first more Halo of those games. games. I, I remember when I got home and I just turned on the TV and I saw that. I just caught the tail end of that trailer. And then I heard that that was going to be part of a trilogy. I'm like, Halo, you've sunken down low. I didn't already think that much of you. Nah, I, I have no problems with Halo, but I do feel like I—it's it's what I had to say. The only way that this is the only way Microsoft could surprise us, because nobody was saying, "Oh, Bungie's gone. Halo must be done forever." <laughs> no, uh, but I have to say, Microsoft, I knew you'd make a new Halo game. I didn't know you were going to make three of them. So you did get me. I have to admit that. Um. Other than that, though, I don't, outside the Kinect stuff, I don't have too much to say because, like, like Halo, it's just more follow up. You have Gears 3, but it just looks like more Gears. You have the Call of Duty stuff. And while I, I, I will say that the thrilling boat chase through shelled battleships does look exciting, it does look like more of the same Call of Duty stuff, so anything that wasn't related to the Connect is, did you like the older installments, you'll like the newer installments. Uh, I'll say as a tangent, there's sure were a hell of a lot of boats as settings for the games that is the three. Yeah. Well, we need exciting boat chases. If we don't, where will all that ocean go? It's not doing anything. Uncharted, Tomb Raider, um, Assassin's Creed, Call yeah, Tomb of Raider Duty. Tomb Raider was in a cave. It had boats, too. Yeah, yeah that's very I true. I, I don't know. Maybe we've exhausted all of our land options, and we're not quite ready to go to the air, so we need exciting boat chases. Oh, shoot. What was it where there was a boat driving through another boat? That was Face Off, starring uh, Dr. Nicolas Cage and his squadron of Rolls Royces. Cage Royces? Yeah, sorry, Cage Royces, as we have discussed uh, if you ever want some some level of enjoyment, read Nicolas Cage's Wikipedia page and the specifically his financial problems, because uh, literally on the page they do describe it as a squadron of Rolls Royces. Um, Just gonna own the company eventually. Yeah, uh, I, I have no real issues with most of the games looking kind of similar to their older games because I imagine that's what a lot of people want. Actually, that was something that Reggie Fizeme said during the Nintendo conference that I really liked. It, I call it the fans paradox. You want what you've always wanted, but you also want something new. Or to put it better. You have to innovate so we don't get bored, but you can't change anything because we'll hate new stuff. Mm -hmm. I I wish you had just said that one time instead of reiterating it different ways. <laughs> Saying you said it like five times different ways. You want something new, but you want what you already have. You want this cheesecake, but there's a cake sitting right in front of you. That you already had in the first place. Yeah. That's made of cheese. Yes, it's also a cheesecake that you already have, but you want this new cheesecake that has raspberry filling, I, I guess. Oh, I don't man, know. that sounds delicious. Um, 
Yeah, I actually do like put, cheesecake. Put, put some Cheetos so. on that, man. Some pants, man. Oh, God. <laughs> well, that's what the cheese is. When we <laughs> said like cheese... blended Cheetos? Yeah, when we said cheesecake, we actually meant a regular cake, but with Cheetos in the cake mix. All right. That's not... That sounds like... Horrifying. That, Why is this cake so crunchy? <laughs> and orange. Cakes aren't orange. Um, for, for, for the Kinect, though, um... I don't, I still don't really want a Kinect because the tech, I, I'm always reserved about new technology, but the big thing that really turned me off of the idea of the Kinect overall was Fable the Journey. Um, maybe I just didn't see enough of it in order to get a good feeling for it, but based on what I saw, the game is going to be a magic rail shooter. <laughs> well, no, no, no. You control the rails because you're actually a horse cart driver. And you're driving around on your on your on your horse and your cart. That's apparently what the majority of the gameplay is going to be. And I was like, "Really? Okay, I'm done. I really like Fable. I want to play the next installment. But if it's me driving a horse, I'm done." Well, well, that was the thing that got me about it. Connect is supposed to be this big step. It's supposed to be a big step forward in technology, and yet Fable. Known for being a free-roaming RPG, will be turned into a horse cart racing rail shooter where you kill goblins all the time. I don't see the step forward in this unless you're somebody who really hates Fable and wishes it was a rail shooter. I've always hated RPGs, and that Peter Molyneux need, really needs to take his creativity elsewhere. Thank God I'm his boss. <laughs> Uh, I own you. I can make your decisions for you. And not only that, not just not just Fable, but also the Star Wars Kinect game. When they showed a demo of that last year, and um, well, I say demo because I believe that when they showed the Kinect and it using the Star Wars game, uh, I think that was one of the ones where they didn't actually have the controller, the the player controlling it. It was rather footage that they choreographed his movements to. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on what I'm seeing, um, that I, I my reservation of it last year was that I'm not sure how you're going to move. I don't know if you're just going to have to jog in place to get to new enemies. And Microsoft answered my question. You don't have to worry about running to your enemies. When you swing your lightsaber, you'll glide a little bit, and you'll automatically move to your next enemy so that you can swing at them. Admittedly, in Wii Sports Resort, the whole knee fighting thing was one of my favorite parts of that game. But that also looked more fun than what the Star Wars thing was showing me. Yeah, the Star Wars game, the biggest problem with it is that the controls look weird. Um, you have to do your own jumps and you have to lunge forward all of a sudden in order to dash to far off enemies. But honestly, the game just looked really, really boring. Uh, the Wii Sports Resort, you're talking about the sword fighting one. Right. I remember that. That, lo- that actually was kind of fun to do. Um, but something about having a rigid level structure and enemies, maybe it just wouldn't work as well for that as something like straight up one-on-one combat. I think it's big problem is like, is that you have no, you have, like you said earlier, you have no way of moving the character with the new, you have a very limited sense of control. Like Skyward Sword, 
you know, I can move my link around with my analog stick and then slice around with my remote. And that's what I want. I want an analog yeah, stick. Yeah, that sounds like a lot better. Like I can move my analog stick to move my character around and then I take swinging motions. And I think that's the big problem is that they're refusing to let us make use of the connect and a controller at the same time. You know, I would like to have some like head tracking maybe or some other things where I can use in conjunction. And there's, they're, they're not. They're just saying just use your body and that's not enough. It, it isn't because they haven't perfected the idea of it. Like I said, uh, the only way that I could see them actually using the connects to give you full-on motion is if you had to jog in place or something, which would make you look like a jackass. Or um, the bigger problem I actually see with that is, let's say you're naturally facing the television because you want to see what you want to do. If you're controlling the connect character, if you're controlling the character in your game with your natural movements, in order to turn left, you actually have to turn left. So you're not going to be facing the TV straight on anymore, and that would be awkward, especially if you had to turn all the way around. Naturally, you'd want to turn back around in order to see what you're actually doing, but then your character would still turn. So what they're left with is that you have this awkward sort of rails automatically moving, not a lot of control, and that looks really bad. Just bad. Um... Microsoft's idea is we want to get the technology out of your face. We want to give you control without clutter. And I like the idea of that, but it sounds like it's a lot more suited to like what they're doing with the revamp of Xbox Live where you can do voice commands. Although, um, this is probably unfair. The technology has certainly come further than that. But every time voice controls enters a gaming arena, I always remember the PlayStation 2 game Lifeline, where you were a guy in a control room talking to a woman who was trying to survive through the intercom system, and you'd give her simple commands to give her ways of getting out of rooms, fighting monsters and all that, and you'd say something like, shoot the monster, and she'd run in a circle and then get eaten by the monster. I clearly need to play this. Yeah, it... The game... The weird thing about it was, is I remember back before G4 transformed into All Cops All the Time, uh, their game review show, X-Play, reviewed that game, and apparently there actually is a command for it where you can tell her to bark like a dog, and she'll do it. That was kind of weird. Scare the enemy. Become a dog. <laughs> yes, bark at them. Maybe they'll get scared and run away. They'll think you're scary. Or maybe you'll just laugh. we got to get our entertainment bucks out of you somehow. <laughs> Very much so. Hey, a bad game can be just as amusing as a good game if it's bad in the right way. Resident Evil. Just the series in general. <laughs> and um, then it became good. Well, I... Gameplay-wise. The gameplay became a lot different and, in my opinion, a lot better. But that didn't mean that the story didn't become... That didn't make the story good, and it was still amusingly stupid. The, the the connect thing through the voice stuff, and this um brings up Mass Effect Three. Now, I'm not a big RPG person, so I am not bowing down to Mass Effect, which I imagine that some RPG fans are because you know Bioware and all. Not that I have anything against it. I just am not a big RPG person. I thought that it was kind of weird that they're trying to integrate the connect into that through the voice thing. 
Um, this goes back to the Kinect's lack of control, but all it seems that they're doing is, rather than pressing the A button for a dialogue choice, you say the choice out loud. But you're not allowed to, like, insert your own dialogue. You have to say verbatim what you want the character to react as. So I don't really see the point. Well, what you did, well, they showed another thing after that, where they were showing a combat situation, where they were, he was giving the characters commands to do. Like, this character, use this power. This character, move up. This character, move back. This character, use this power. And that makes a lot of sense. Now, mind you, when I play this game, I play on the Master Race uh, on my PC, as apparently as the kids like to refer to it as, and so I don't have to worry about this. But I know a friend of mine, Eric. Um, he's 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 excited as crazy. He's nuts for this idea that he doesn't have to worry about trying to give them commands anymore. He can just say them while he's doing his own thing. That's true. That does look a lot better for it. I had, it had completely slipped my mind that they were allowing you to do that. Um, the only, uh, of course, the only reservation I have about that is, of course, uh, connect not necessarily being mapped to your own voice. Though it's possible that they will have a connect sort of training program will, where it will learn sounds if you say certain words into it so that it knows how to listen to you, and that does sound a lot better, because I have played a lot of games where uh, command controls are mapped to parts of the controller, and they're very awkward to use, and to be a lot more effective if you actually could just yell, no, move up, stupid, come on, and then they would actually do it. That does sound a lot better. The dialogue thing does seem a little bit, well, unnecessary, but... I don't know, maybe it won't get in... It doesn't sound like it'll get in the way. It, it doesn't really seem like the uh, the Star Wars or the Fable problem where the technology is holding us back. It just sort of seems like an extra thing you could do. Yeah, it's complimentary. It's not like replacing your inputs. It's ad- it's giving you alternatives to inputs. And that's, I'm okay, w- I'm okay with that. Or if you just man up and just do a actual rail share like Child of Eden... Or probably what the new Panzer Dragoon game is going to be. That's fine. Yeah, I don't have a. I actually, when I say that this game now looks like a rail shooter, I'm not trying to insult the rail shooter. I love rail shooters; they're a lot of fun. It just seems like, uh, especially for Fable, I wasn't expecting a whole lot out of the Star Wars thing. That looks stupid from the onset, but Fable. I mean, that's that's an RPG. You really want to turn it into what it looks like it's going to be. That looks like a problem. Yeah, Fable looks like a uh, shitty rail shooter. Yeah, it's not even just that. I also, I don't, I haven't used the Kinect in any fashion. I don't know how effective it is. Uh, I could see a lot of problems with you doing a hand motion and not getting it exactly right so the thing thinks you're doing a new spell and you, I don't know, you are fighting a fire monster, so you want to throw a big ice spear into its eye, and then you accidentally turn your hands in the wrong direction and you throw a big volcano at it or something. Uh, I don't know. That's probably less of a problem than I think it is, but uh, I don't know. I am willing to accept the Connect a lot more for the cutesy stuff, like uh, the Disneyland game, which uh, Microsoft has taught me. Disneyland, uh, we've completely recreated it, all the way down to its magic portals that take you to minigames. 
Well, you pretend you're flying through this thing. Yeah, isn't that yeah, fun? Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, uh, it, it's one of those things that doesn't look like something I would personally be interested in, but it looks sort of like where the Kinect is at, so the technology feels more appropriate. And because they had kids doing the demo, it's obviously supposed to be a kid's game, so while I am not interested in it, I am accepting of the fact that it exists. And man, if if I was a little kid and I saw that Sesame Street game Double Fine's doing, I'd be so happy. I Yeah, I am. Uh, if there's anything that Microsoft had going for it, well, okay, Microsoft had two things going for it because Ice-T is hilarious. But Tim Schafer was very charming. <laughs> and uh, he really made that... I mean, the, the Sesame Street game itself looks just like, you know, mini games and stuff. But it's a kid's game, and it looks... Cute. I'm kind of uh, taken in by its adorableness. As gay as that sounds. It's okay. You're still fine with it. It's me. okay to be decay. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to do that. I hate you. Uh, speaking of Star Trek. Um, Batman? Well, okay. I, okay. I want to save a minute to say Batman because... Well, I don't know what I... I'm excited about Arkham City, because I really liked Arkham Asylum. But I do want to say that uh, the Star Wars... Star Wars... Star Trek game does look like Gears. It looks like they... It almost looks like Dead Space, uh, but with Star Trek characters. So that's really all I have to say about that. Um, not that that's a... Again, not that that's a bad thing, because Dead Space... Uh, while it was not scary, at least not to me, it was a lot of fun to play. So if they do that with Star Trek characters, maybe that will be the second Star Trek thing I've ever intaken. Um, I don't know what else there is to say really about the Kinect. Uh, Kinect Sports 2, I don't think you could make that look any more like Wii Sports if you made Wii Sports compatible with the 360. I could probably find a way. If you could do that, I think that's it's. It, if you just call it Wii Sports, it 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 just it looks exactly like it. It doesn't look in any way different. That reminds me of one of the few things with Sony, where uh, they didn't do a lot of move stuff, but I did see the medieval moves, which, uh, if the control is tight, does look like it could be interesting. But my only reaction during that whole thing was like, we already ripped off the Wii's motion controls. Zelda's on the list too. Well, you kind of have to when you do when you, when if you want to go that far, you might as well go full retard, you know. Yeah, I. It just seems like the next logical step. So there, that's all there is to that. Um, other than the big conferences, because I didn't watch EA's conference or Ubisoft's conference. Um, I was more interested in the new technology that Sony was going to say, which turned out to be the Vita which sounds a lot more interesting now that we've discussed it, because I'm not necessarily a big handheld person, but um, if Mod Nation Racers turns out to be the way that it is, the way that you've described it, that sounds like everything I could ever want in a racing game. And uh, Uncharted is always fun, so the Vita looks a lot more appealing to me now. Uh, despite my reservations about the... Wii U and its really, really stupid name, uh, I'm still interested in what they'll bring to it. So maybe we should finish off the E3 of this year with talking about any games that really caught anyone's interest. Batman? 
Yes, Arkham City. Uh, Arkham City looks exactly like what I wanted want it to be. It looks like Do you want Arkham Asylum with helicopters. Well, I just want Arkham Asylum again, but a lot bigger. I'm serious. Arkham As- I'm not going to say Arkham Asylum was a perfect game. It certainly has its flaws, mostly in the fact that uh, the boss fights in that game were all terrible. Uh, and Killer Croc sucked. Yeah, the Killer Croc section was so boring and unbelievably boring. So as long as if they manage to make the boss fights more interesting and they don't have a section like Killer Croc again, the game might end up being... One of well, I'm not gonna say perfect because that sounds too much, but it looks like it'll be a very, very good game. Other than that, I'm I'm trying to think of what else was even shown at this year's E3, just in individual games outside of the conferences. Tomb Raider, Far Cry Three, uh... like the two games I think we haven't talked about yet that I'm really looking forward to in the future that were shown at E3 were actually both Ubisoft games, which was Rayman Origins and. Assassin's Creed Revelations. Oh, Assassin's Creed Revelations. Uh, let's not finish with the Assassin's Creed trilogy yet. We can still make money. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I'm okay with that. That's fine. Base, that's. Okay. I, I, I like Assassin's Creed. I like it a lot. I think it can get too easy, but I don't know. Sometimes I would like it if a franchise would end. Nothing else mm. can scratch my Dan Brown meets Zeno Gears itch. <laughs> Nothing else, and it, and it's that would make. That's what I want out of Dan Brown. Him to write uh, Dan Brown fuses with Ken Ishikawa. If you really like, once you get to the crazy like alien bits, that's what freaking Assassin's Creed is. It's a, it's it's freaking Dan Brown meets Xenogears. Gears. It's crazy. It's stupid, and it's wonderful. And they're now giving it to me one time a year. Like, it's an awesome visual novel that I get to play through and shank people with. It's helped by the fact that Enzio is now, what, 50? You told... I didn't see the trailer for the new Assassin's Creed game, because... There's a lot of burning boats, and you can pretty much take out the entire Roman armada in about five minutes. You told me that Ezio's looking pretty old, but I couldn't, um... By the time that you had told me that, I had seen that they're making Final Fantasy XIII 2, and my brain just shut down. No one cares. It looks I, dumb. Uh, Move on. I want to talk about more about my husband, Ezio, here. He looks awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with playing a grizzled older Ezio. I am, too. Especially I, now that I have the ability to, uh, I don't know, have a beard. I hope that becomes a weapon. Beard. beard. I uh, get a really I, pointy beard. There's a little mini game where you comb it to its uh, best pointiness, and it do, it's like a it's like a third hidden blade. Spray with hairspray. I'm so, good. This is just, awesome. Chin bash people. Yeah, it, it does. Um, I'm definitely into the idea of playing a grizzled older Ezio because I like that character. Any character that gets grizzled and older, that sounds like the character I want to play. Uh, I didn't finish. Screed 2, and I didn't finish... I don't even think I started Screed Brotherhood. I want to finish that. I can't find the damn disc. Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. I really want to say it got put in some box, but I don't know what. Um, I don't know. What other other games came out? Uh, uh, There is Silent Hill 8 or Silent Hill Downpour. 
Uh, I but you're an escaped convict, and you were framed by the one-armed man. I mean, yeah, I. It is the beginning of that game is taken almost straight out of the Fugitive. You were literal. You're on a crash bus. Well, uh, wait a minute. It's been a while since I've seen the Fugitive. Wasn't that a crash train, not a crash bus? But the that idea was, no, is that's the same. I'm pretty sure they were near train tracks, that, but it was a bus. Yeah. Well, the idea is the same, even if it's not the same vehicle. Thing crashes, prisoners escape, you have to clear your name, except now you're in Silent Hill, so Pyramid Head will show up and stab you and Bubblehead nurses. Um... My only reservation about that is that my understanding of... I didn't play Shattered Memories, because I don't really know. I guess I just wasn't that interested in it at the time, and then the Wii broke. But I was understanding that Silent Hill Shattered Memories ended up being closer to what Silent Hill fans would want, and that it's psychological and subtly creepy, and based on the trailer I saw for Downpour, looks a lot more like they're going back towards the homecoming route, where it's action, and there are monsters all over the place, flickering lights, lots of screaming. And there's a guy that's just standing over a cliff, and it's like, uh, murders a mortal sin. And then he kills himself? That was a weird ending. I know. The- not like in the good kind of Silent Hill weird, just regular weird. What they're doing with Silent Hill is kind of weird, in that... They keep they can't keep the same developer twice. They just keep moving it over to this other studio. Okay, well you did that one. That's cool. Now we're going over here to this studio. Uh, okay, that was also cool. Now let's go over here to this studio. Oh, that was different. All right, let, let's go over here now. Now let's give it to Valve. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, the Valve Silent Hill. We'll game, never get Silent it. Silent Hill. Like it would never show. <laughs> Well, of course not. They have to make Portal 3. <laughs> Why would you ever... No, no, they'll never make any 3s. No 3s. Valve doesn't know how to do 3s. Apparently not. No, we're just going to expand Portal 2 as much as we can. There's going to be an online multiplayer game <laughs> yeah, where, like, you have to make portals to stop other people from making portals, and there's, like, a 100 guys on one map, and your portals are getting another portals, and you end up falling in an infinite loop because this guy laid a portal in front of your portal, and there's a portal on the wall to your left, and you don't know where that came from, and you're, ah! Maybe that's what they'll do. Maybe the portal multiplayer will be, let's make the biggest portal we can, so we make a portal to an alternate universe where they actually made Half-Life 3 and Half-Life 2 Episode 3. It's going to be Half-Life uh, 2 Episode... Half-Life 2 Episode 2 Episode 1 Portal Episode 1. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> for dead. That's what they have to do in order to keep going. They can't... <laughs> they, they can't actually make a third game because Valve is allergic to the number. So they just had to make a conglomerate of a bunch of other games. We're get, yeah, we're, we're going to get... We're going to get, like... We're going to get Half-Life 2 and a half. We're going to get Half-Life 4. Four portals. Like, three is going to have happened. But you're not going to see. No. Everyone's dead except for Gordon. You're back on Zen. You don't know what's going on. The G-Man is now looking at... It's now actually just a mirror. So you can just see yourself. He, he's actually L-Man. Um, <laughs> and this uh my deepest secret, you were thinking I was the G-Man. I'm I was secretly that dude from letter. Death Note. He actually suffered like G did, and so now he's L-Man. Uh, well, like, they all stand for something. G stands for Euros. Then he start. No, wait. Uh, G stands for General, but he got downgraded. Now he's a lieutenant. 
He's the lieutenant man. All of the... <laughs> that sounds like a terrible DC superhero. <laughs> I know. Uh, Captain Nazi. Speaking of Valve, did they do anything at this year's E3? Because last year, there was big ups on Portal 2. And I don't think any they did anything this year. I think Game Newell was just in his room, like, snorting up lines of cocaine. While banging truckers. I mean, I think that's pretty much all he did. Oh, I forgot to announce that well, new that's game. What, oh. They made Portal 2. Now they have all of the money in the world twice. So and I don't see if they need to make any TF2. games. Uh, yeah, maybe that's why I've, I've heard a lot of bad things about the current TF2. Maybe that's why they needed to make Portal 2. Uh, this is not the. This, well, now they're gonna make. They're actually finally gonna break the barrier. They're gonna announce TF three. Uh, no hats. No. That's hats the actual version. title of it. And that's all that there is. They just take all the hats out of the game. It's the same <laughs> game except for the hats. No, no, no. Uh, they call Team Fortress Two Bald. <laughs> yes. Uh, that that would say, that sounds great. Then eventually they get bored of it. They need to release a new patch. You start getting two pays. This is the second coming of hats. No. no it'll be like different mustaches. Infinite ammo. <laughs> you have varying beards that give you special effects. Listen, I've got the goatee. Now I can walk on the air. Yeah, there are also like special combinations you can make. You're wearing like a, a comb over toupee. You've got the Fu Manchu and a goatee. You suddenly have the ability to land the moon on your enemy. The only part of that that sounds amusing to me is giving the spy a toupee that he wears over his mask. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, that that he wears over his natural hat. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, um... I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of all any other games that came up that were interesting to me. Um, I appreciate the new direction they're going with Tomb Raider. Uh, while it does look like they're drinking a bit from the Arkham Asylum Cup, uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, Tomb Raider looks like it'll be interesting. I think that they decided to demo the wrong part of it, because according to what they said, it's supposed to be very open, a lot of lush environments, bright things. So they demo the part where Laura's scrounging around in a dirty, dark cave. Um... What else was there? I'm sure I commented on more stuff. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, all for one. That game looks like a really stupid idea. I love Ratchet yeah. and Clank quite a bit, but something about the idea of in- of encouraging teamwork while intentionally pitting the players against each other for resources sounds like a problem. Well, eventually you're going to get the, uh, like, the, there's going to be like two kinds of teams. There's going to be the de- the democratic team, and then there's going to be the fuck all team. The democratic team, like, who needs this? Give it the fuck all team. I'm going to jump on this enemy, and if I get something, I'm keeping it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Civilized versus barbarian team. I'm actually yeah. not sure which one of those sounds more fun. I guess if you're good, the barbarian team, but if you aren't so well, well, good. Well, if there's friendly fire, you want to be on the barbarian team because you would just stay back and shoot everyone. <laughs> I'm going to be the ultimate asshole. Um, the one thing that I, the other, other than that, the thing that I kind of have down on, um, Ratchet and Clank is that the game looks very, very linear. Ratchet and Clank was never the most expansive open game or anything like that, but the game looks a little side-scrolly other than 
par- other than certain parts where you're grinding, which to be fair is still a rail, but you know, different. Uh, and I'm not sure if that's what I want out of the series, which what I really want is a never ending flood of enemies and a gun that shoots radioactive sheep at people that gives them like super cancer. I don't know. <laughs> don't eat the sheep, yo. <laughs> Very low-yield sheep, too. Doesn't actually uh, explode. You run into an enemy, they have sheep, you have, they have uh, wool, uh, they have shears. <laughs> yes. Oh, speaking of very low-yield, uh, I do want to bring up Resident Evil uh, Operation Raccoon City, because... I, know, I forgot to look at that. When I first heard about the game, I thought that it was going to be another one of those... Outbreak games, the ones that go back to classic Resident Evil controls, and yeah. what it looks like looks a lot better. We, Resident Evil, what what is it called? Operation Raccoon City? Yeah, the idea is that it's the time of Raccoon City's demise, Resident Evil 2 and 3, and you are umbrella people trying to do the cover-up, assumably before the nuke drops on everyone. Uh, Mila Jovovich is an unlockable character. If Mila Jovovich was an unlockable character, you would snap your fingers and all of the zombies would disintegrate. Well, no, this is after she loses her powers. So it's after Resident Evil Afterlife, which is on Netflix now, as really? I discovered. We should make I mean, like watch a, that. Yeah, we should. Uh, maybe we could do that after we're done here. Um, the game looks like what I would be very interested in with Resi. Uh, they're going to have a lot of zombies, they're going to have the controls from 4 and 5, and it's going to be a fucking free-for-all. The I just hope they do good with the inventory system. Yeah, well, actually, I when Resi 5 came out, I was kind of against the inventory system that they use, but the more Resi 5 we play, the more I've come to like it. Not because of, I mean, the smallness is kind of a problem still, yes, but I like the quick select and the ability to combine ammo into your gun so you don't have to go through a reload animation. Well, you probably have done that in Resident Evil 4, I think. No, you you couldn't. In Resident Evil 4, you could not combine your guns with your ammo, which was very irritating. Because you'd sometimes get backed into a corner, and you'd really need your gun, and it would be very helpful to be able to load your weapon in a paused state, but you couldn't do it. So, yeah. And, I I like to attach little, like, subtitles to games. Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. Let's fuck with the timeline. Yeah. Uh, The only game other than that that I could think to bring up is uh, Saints Row the Third, which... Uh, I didn't see any gameplay for that, but Saints Row 2 was fun, so more of Saints Row 2 would be More nudity for all. Yeah. Uh, if it's, uh, what I want out of Saints Row 3 is the same thing I want out of Arkham City. I want it to be the same game, but a lot bigger and with a couple of gameplay tweaks that would make the game more overall fun. After the events of Saints Row 2, they had it, they added a new island to it. Yeah. Really, you just got the entire, state of New York to go about. Was that where that was supposed to be? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, the the explosion you're in uh, in the end of Saints Row 2, that I don't know if that actually happened because I never beat it, uh, Jet Rocket, you into New York. There was no explosion. You actually do take over the city. Okay. 
so that's what the uh, trailer is all about, where a guy apparently needs to attack you with a fleet of Harrier jets. Mm-hmm. That's how tough you are by yourself. Well, you had guys with you. Yeah, but they were all killed by that one guy who jumped into you. Uh, so are there any other games we want to bring up before we close this one off? I don't know, Street Fighter, Street Fighter X Tekken. Cross Tekken. Yeah, that does look... Uh, I don't, that, that one was kind of interesting for me because I wasn't sure how they were going to go about it. Street Fighter and Tekken having very, very different fighting engines. So I wasn't sure what world we were going to be pulled into with that one. Uh, as a Street Fighter fan, I appreciated being in the 2D format. Uh, though I imagine a Tekken fan might be a little bit more frustrated with that. Why can't I air juggle you? <laughs> Uh, and uh, shoot, what, what what did you want to do to Heihachi? That was with the Wii U version of it. They're gonna have the ability to customize little details about your character just by doodling on them. And I, of course, am going to play as Heihachi and just cover him in penises because that's what you do. Although what you do, you draw a little image on them that symbolizes their entire character. You draw penises on Heihachi because he's a dick. You draw boobs on someone's face because... I didn't even think about it that way. I was just being immature. You draw, like, boobs on someone's butt because you can. That doesn't have anything to do with anyone's character. It's don't, don't lie, you're just draw Cheetos everywhere. Like... Don't... <laughs> Admittedly, my yes, knowledge of Tekken is limited to Tekken 3 for the PS1 and the Tekken OVA. And as far as I know, there are no invisible dinosaurs in regular Tekken. The so. story <laughs> of the kangaroo is one of the best stories in video gaming. It's about this woman and her son. They're both kangaroos. Looking for a dad because he, he, he went off on a journey to improve himself. from a strong martial artist and it turns out that he just got away because he didn't want to spend any money on them and wanted to live the good life somewhere else in Tahiti with some other bitch kangaroo. And she said, F that, divorced him, and is now fighting for financial independence. <laughs> the story of one man's kangaroo into financial. The, the story of one kangaroo's struggle. It's Cinderella kangaroo. Yeah, no, but it's not. She's not. She's not fighting for Prince Charming. No, fuck that. No, she is raising herself up by her own little pouch, and she is being her own woman. She don't want no scrub. Like, and that is an amazing story that happens that's to be about how, a kangaroo. And I'm not kidding about any of this either. I. That's beautiful. That's yes, yes, it is. Um. The the th I will be totally into Street Fighter Cross Tekken so long as it doesn't. Uh, I haven't played the only Marvel vs. Capcom three that I played was when we were at M Tech, and the only experience I really had with it was that there was one guy who would not stop using the same three characters, and that is to the game's detriment because he made it look really really boring. But yep. um. As long as the game doesn't really succumb to the you-can-make-infinite-three-billion-hit-combos-he's-so-pringle uh, sort of stuff, it looks like it'll be a pretty fun little game. Mm -hmm. uh, I love the pairing of Guile and Abel, <laughs> considering how they were rivals in Super Street Fighter 4. 
Yeah. That was Chun Li if that on her own. That was something that I thought was Fuck funny in the, in the tech demo I saw, in the fighting demo I saw of Street Fighter Cross Tekken. It's, we've got Street Fighter characters and Tekken characters. You can finally have them fight each other. Who are Who's being used? Ken and Sagat. Can't break out of that old... Ken and Sagat, ver- Ken and Sagat versus Ken and Sagat. <laughs> what I really want is I want the old announcer from Capcom versus SNK2 where he would speak in that really uh, thick English. Mm-hmm. Go for Brock! And that sort of stuff. I love English. It's probably why I like robot shows. Uh, <laughs> I can't I, uh, blame you there. There's probably, I'm sure that there's a multitude of things that I'm not even thinking of that could make this podcast go on forever. Uh, Ninja Gaiden 3. Screw that. that? It sure is wrath. <laughs> but I want to talk about Ninja Gaiden 3, the ancient ship of race. I want to talk about a guy who killed Space Buddha. That. What? Mm, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Space Buddha. I love I love that. I love describing things in such simple terms. I I missed this. What is Ashur- what killing Space Buddha? Ashura's Wrath is a game by the guys who uh, Connect Two who made Dot Hack. Oh, sorry, Cyber Connect Two. They made Dot Hack. They make the Naruto Ultimate Ninja games. It's this game called Ashura's Wrath, where Ashura is this like beat up, you know. Ripped dude who looks like who could have been in the Fist of the North Star or JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So it's not Baron Ashra. No, <laughs> no. What Baron Ashra? Damn it! Like, we're not talking about Bossinger. But no, no. This guy. I mean, he is he is ripped. He looks like he could be in one of those kind of games, and he f- fights a giant space Buddha. Like wow! This that I'm is- not joking. Some people will impale him with spikes. He just rips him out of his chest, and he runs up, and he sees his gigantic like finger coming towards him, and it's because it's a Buddha that's the size of a planet from space, and then he fights Buddha. That's a giant space Buddha. And now they show a lot of the stuff that's quick-time events, but they're they're promising there's stuff that's not quick-time events. And if that's the case, this could be the most amazing game of all time. That is the sort of game where the game itself could be completely terrible, and the concept alone would carry it to greatness. That sounds... Like everything I've ever wanted to play. Well, okay, no, it doesn't. But it sounds like it would be a very, very fun game to play. It doesn't sound like everything I'd wanted to play because everything I've ever wanted to play is a reskin of Zone of the Enders 2 where you're Black Getter instead of Jyoti. But this sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, check it out. It, it looks interesting. I That sounds like a, a good refuge for me because I saw the uh, demo... the trailer for Ninja Gaiden 3 and the trailer looked okay but I saw a gameplay demo of it and uh, it looks like all of your combos end with a quick time event where you cut a guy in half in bloody fashion and that looks like it will get very old very fast. So Ninja Gaiden 3 doesn't look like it's going to deliver too well. If they remove those quadra barrel rocket launcher guys maybe it'll be at least somewhat useful. Um, I don't know. Asura's Wrath, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, yes, it um, does. Also, Magical Drop 5. I don't really want to talk about it, but the fact that someone's actually making a new Magical Drop is amazing. That, wow, really? Huh. huh. That flew completely under my radar. I'm surprised that it's being made at all. No. Yes. Uh, what do you know? I don't know. Anything else? Did they announce another Cho Anarchy game? <laughs> no. Nobody's talking about that game. Stop talking about it. Man beam. 
uh, I, I don't know. I don't. If they are making another Chill Aniki game, that's not the sort of thing that you announce at E3. That's the sort of thing that you announce in only Japan because I don't think it would ever that, make it here. That's totally a Tokyo Game Show thing. Yeah, that very yeah. much is. I can't see uh, if they announced uh, Chill Aniki at something like E3, everyone who wasn't really, really Japanese would run out of the room horrified. Uh, oh, oh, I bet some people in Japan would probably run away horrified as well. I'm not saying that the Japanese would be any less but horrified by it, but the per capita of people who would be not freaked out by it, I believe would be higher there than it would be here. Uh, that is true. Yeah. Outside that, um, not too much uh, E3, not too many more games really interested me. Uh, I was going to write about a game called The Gun Stringer, but that was only because that game sounded really, really stupid. It has a very dumb name. It's a Kinect game where you control a puppet, and it looks like it has the same sort of Kinect limited motion problems that a lot of Kinect games seem to be having. Um, but the name is really stupid, so it caught my eye. Outside that, uh, I think I've, I think we've covered everything I want to talk about. I've got nothing. They announced a release date for Dragon Quest Monsters Joker 2, which is uh, hmm. which is their Dragon Quest meets Pokemon series where you collect things, but instead of Pokemon, you connect you collect uh, Dragon Quest monsters, which makes it infinitely better. Absolutely, without question. And oh, that were- I'm a huge Dragon Quest fanboy, so I I just had to get that out there. Oh, uh, that, that, um, I didn't, there's so much, I feel like in my decision to limit what I did so that I could write bigger but less frequent articles, I missed so much stuff. I didn't know anything about Jokers 2, uh, Dragon Quest Monsters. Wow. Because I played the, um, the other, I think it was for the DS, the other Dragon Quest Monsters game yeah. that they released on the DS. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was like super fun. <laughs> So, if they're making more of the same, that is definitely it for me. Uh, and I never, I don't know, I got out of Pokemon when I was the appropriate age to not be into Pokemon anymore. So. Your mid 20s? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> how old I am now. Yes. It didn't help that Pokemon is one of those things where the fandom thing overwhelmed me. I had a lot of friends who were super into it, and they sort of drove me out of it. Um, so I think that if we've announced everything that – if we've talked about everything that they're really caught our own eyes, I think we can close this off with the uh, what game are you most looking forward to – what game or thing are you most looking forward to that you saw at this year's E3? Uh, I personally am I, – I might be going a little bit Batman heavy, but I'm very looking forward to Arkham City. You stole my answer. So what else are you looking forward to that's not <laughs> – um, I just thought of it, and now I forgot it. Uh, what was it? Screed? No. As, as, as much as I am looking forward to blowing up Rome, uh... Constantinople. Damn it. Oh, right, Constantinople. <laughs> no, Istanbul. <laughs> Constantinople? I think I know what song to put at the end of this podcast now. <laughs> We're just taking out the entirety of Europe. Yeah, just Europe's gone. Just completely gone. Remember the Dark um, Ages? It was Ezio's fault. <laughs> uh, even though that's not the right time frame for that. <laughs> no. No, uh, it's not. I forgot what it was now. Oh, Damn well. it. It's okay. I really... 
I can't say Assassin's Creed Revelations because I'm already super excited for it before E3. But what I'm saddened was that there were no announcements for Last Story or Xenoblade for the Wii in America announced. I was really hoping for those. And there are certain things that are just... There are certain things that you can look on and envy at Japan, and you're just never going to get them. I'm never, ever going to play Tales of Vesperia R. It's never going to happen. I know it's not. You don't really need Tales of Vesperia R. Uh, it just added some extra voices, a couple of quests, and a stupid lolly pirate. Who cares? Just play Vesperia already, and you're good. I don't know, but that pirate has a move where she drops a nuke on you. It's not a him, it's a her, it's a little girl. Do you want to play as a little girl? No, you don't, you're a man. Grow up. Well, I did play as Raven. Yes, you did play as, uh, Raven. I didn't play as, I, I'm completely the opposite. I play as Judith. I have to spear people and wear a bikini. So, you take that how you will. I think that that's E3 in a nutshell. Uh, honestly, Overall, if it wasn't for the fact that I'm somewhat interested in the Wii U, and I'm more interested in the Vita now, um, E3 didn't really have too much going on for it that I didn't already know was going to come out. It wasn't like I needed E3 to tell me that Arkham City was coming out. Uh, stuff like Gears and all that stuff, you don't have to, you don't have, you don't need a conference to tell me that Gears 3 is coming out. So, um, yeah, some stuff interesting this year. Are we ready to stop? I guess. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Any thoughts on syncing up? Actually, one more game. I guess he think it's pretty good for me, because I keep thinking about all these games that, that, that sort of sleep to me, but uh, Fortune Street, also for the Wii, it is actually uh, the latest version of uh, Ita Donkey Street, mm. which is a board game. And not like Mario Party board game, but an honest honest-to-God board game that, while Japan features Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest characters, it actually features, in America, be Mario characters and Dragon Quest characters. Ooh. But it's an actual, like, freaking, uh, full-on awesome board game that has been on a console, and huh. more people seem huh. to be talking about it in general. So, that said, I guess A3 was not that bad. Yeah, um, I feel, well, I mean, I guess a lot of stuff slipped my radar because I saw a couple things that I was very interested in, like a new Silent Hill game and a new Saints Row game, and I guess I let a lot of stuff slip my mind. Um, I guess the, a lot of the big announcements didn't reach too hard with me, but a lot of the little games that are coming out of it do look much much more interesting. If I had to pick a game that wasn't Arkham City, I know I'm fanboying over that game a little bit too hard, but... Uh, I am very interested in Resident Evil Operation um, uh, Raccoon City because uh, while I was worried about that game being kind of a crappy online Resident Evil game, what I saw of it looked a lot better. Yeah, I think you could safely say that this year is where the conferences were what got me really excited about E3. It was all the other stuff that was going around. They got me excited. Yeah, very, yeah, in my in my rush to try to find a more efficient way of covering it, I may have missed all the things that would actually interest me instead of buy Connect, damn it. Oh well. 
I, I knew going into this that there were going to be a lot of things that I'd still have to talk about uh, outside of that. And that's sort of what this podcast is for, things I didn't think about. Well, I'm glad uh, I was here to help you. I'm very Thank you. And we were certainly glad to have you as a guest. I'm very glad that we were able to get at least one guest commentator to come and talk about E3 with us. And in that sense, uh, from One Pixel Jump, which is possibly the site you're downloading this from, if you don't have our iTunes feed, um, we are covering E3. And that is the E3 experience that you get from us. Of course, you probably watched a lot of the game, the GameSpot stuff too. But... We like to give, we'll yell our opinions at you because that's what the internet is for. Uh, that said, we're very glad to have Basil from the Awesome Cast here to commentate with us and to tell us about awesome Dragon Quest games that I didn't even notice. So, in that sense, uh, I don't know. I still can't think of anything to sync up on. I've got nothing. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, Cheetos, whatever. I don't... Pants. Yeah, Cheetos. Yeah, we'll say Cheetos, because that came up earlier on the podcast. We'll count down from... I finally remember what my favorite game was now. What's that? Cheetos? Kedekris Rising. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Cheetos is the game. Cheetos is the game. You You play Chester Cheetah, you have to throw Cheetos at people. That's like that 7-Up game where you played as the spot. I've rented that game once, I'm almost certain. But I know it exists. Uh, so yeah, uh, on three, we'll just say Cheetos and, uh, then we'll be done. We'll be done. One, two, three. Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, now Constantinople, been a long time gone. Constantinople, now it's Turkish delight on a moonlit night. Every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, now Constantinople, so if you and they in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. So take me back to Constantinople. No, you can't go back to Constantinople, been a long time gone. Constantinople, what a con-